Hey, Rockstar, it's Christina here. Do you want to feel more confident and have more influence when speaking with others? If so, join my free Small Talk Made Simple class. In this 10-day email course, you'll learn how to clearly communicate your value, have great conversations, and create stronger relationships. Sign up now. It's totally free at thecmethod.com. Welcome to Stand Out, Get Noticed, the podcast that helps you speak and present with rockstar confidence. I'm Christina Cantors, your host and founder of The C Method Communication Skills Training. For free resources and to subscribe to the show, visit thecmethod.com. Hi there, Rockstar, and welcome back to Stand Out, Get Noticed. Christina with you here for episode 163. Today's topic is around the importance of self-care. And you may not think this is related to communication skills or doing well at work, but it absolutely is. You're about to find out why in a moment. Before we get to that, um, this is my last week in Melbourne before I head off to Europe for about five and a half weeks, which I cannot wait for. We'll be spending, so this is Aaron, my fiance, and I will be spending Um, a month in Rome, and we're also doing a couple of side trips. We are running a podcasting meetup in London on the weekend of, I think it's the 9th of June. I'll put a link to that meetup in the show notes. If you are in London or nearby and you want to come meet us, um, we're, we're really looking forward to that. Can't wait. Now, I want to tell you about how this trip came about because it is relevant to the topic of self care. Now we're in winter now in Melbourne, we're heading heading there very quickly, and it's getting very cold. Now last year, we didn't take a winter break, well a break from the winter until late August when we came to the US and went to Burning Man, had a great time. But j- leading up to that time, I started to get really down. And it was, this is was partly due to that I, the fact that I stopped exercising. I didn't want to get up early anymore, it was too hard, too cold, too dark. So I thought, I'm just going to put my gym membership on hold for six weeks. And it was really, it it didn't do good things for me. Um, At the end of it, I realized how important it is to stay on top of your physical and mental well-being because I found that at the end of those six weeks, I started to feel really down about myself and about my business and not feeling like I was progressing as fast as I wanted to. And I remember telling a friend of mine, telling him, I feel like I should be much further along than I am right now. And he then came back and said to me, what do you mean by than than right now? Like he made me define that and it got me and it made me realize that I was actually already quite successful, but it was my mindset that was making me feel like I wasn't. And I believe this was a result of me not taking care of myself during winter um, not paying attention to my my physical health and my mental health, and as a result, it really, it really got me into a, a not a good place. Um, definitely not in a place that I wanted to be in order to run my business successfully. So this year, Aaron and I thought, well, why don't we take some time and get away from winter? Why don't we try living overseas for a number of weeks? So we did. So that's what we're we're doing. We're going to. Uh, be in Europe and work and explore and have some fun and run our businesses at the same time. And if it works, we'll do it again next year. It's all part of our master plan of making our businesses work for us and not the other way around. 
So, um, okay, so I've been working on this uh, concept of self-care with my coach as well, Farnoosh Brock. She's amazing. You should check out her work at prolificliving.com. She's always checking in to see if I'm taking care of myself. And um, I thought I would share some of those, some of the things that I do for self-care with you here. Now, last week on the podcast, I talked about 12 of my principles for success in life. And the first one was health comes first. The premise being that if you prioritize your physical, emotional, and mental well-being, it will then help you to show up in other areas of your life with energy, with clarity, and confidence. So it will impact other things in life, like your relationships with others, your willingness to try new things. You won't let little negative things get you you down. You'll be more focused when you do your work. You'll be more likely to stay grounded and manage your nerves in high-pressure situations. You'll be more creative, come up with great ideas, and be able to solve problems more easily. Ultimately, you'll perform better in life and have a positive impact on others as well. So those are some of the, the benefits that I personally have seen from prioritizing your health. Uh, so today I want to expand on this concept of not just health, but specifically self-care and what that could look like for you. And I hope this podcast inspires you to take one small action towards taking better care of yourself and being more compassionate towards yourself too. A quick disclaimer, I'm not a health professional, and this is not intended to be medical advice. I'm just sharing what I've learned from my own experiences and what works for me. There are many different things you can do that will also work. I just want to give you an understanding of the concepts and some ideas for moving forward. And you can find a summary of those ideas in the show notes, which will be at thecmethod.com slash self-care. Okay, let's get into it. Firstly, why is this important? Now, you've already heard my story, but I want to reiterate, if you don't take care of yourself, your mental and physical health will start to suffer. Perhaps you feel more anxious, perhaps you start overthinking or you start to feel overwhelmed. You might notice you start reacting to things badly or behave in a negative way, which can then lead to a crisis at work or leave you in a bad place in your relationships. And then this stress, this mental stress can then manifest itself in physical ailments. And these could be, these could range from uh, a cold, indigestion, insomnia, maybe stomach ulcers. I tend to get migraines. This is how it manifests itself. Maybe you get injured, you know, your muscles get tight or your um, joints swell. And then eventually with all this stress, you might reach a level where you burn out. And when you're in this place, my friend, you are no good to anyone. So that's not what I want for you. Now, what do I mean when I say self-care? What is self-care? So my definition is taking time for yourself and doing something that nourishes and serves you. It doesn't have to be expensive or time-consuming. It can be as simple as drinking water or flossing your teeth or getting up from your desk and stretching your legs every hour or half an hour. It is not eating a giant donut and an entire tub of ice cream when you're hungover and lazing about on the couch. Okay, that's what self-care is not. Self-care is something that is for you and no one else. You may be thinking, oh, Christina, I can't afford a $100 massage every week or a $500 visit to a day spa. I don't want to spend hours in a salon getting my hair done. 
look, it doesn't have to be expensive. It doesn't have to take a lot of time. You can you can really get creative. You may also be thinking that practicing self-care is indulgent and selfish. Now, selfish is when someone gives you a birthday cake and you don't share it with anyone else at the party. My cake. And indulgent is eating the whole damn thing and possibly being sick afterwards. Now, in my books, that's not very self-carey. Self-care should actually help you to be a better person for those around you and have a positive impact on them. Okay, so if you're thinking, oh, it's selfish, if you take care of yourself in a, in a, in a good way that's from a place of nourishment and love, then it's going to help other people. You're going to be better for other people in your life too. And I also want to emphasize that self-care is something you do for you. If you, for example, are going to the gym and busting your butt on the treadmill five, five times a week to look good for someone else, then that to me doesn't really count as self-care. And you're not going to love going to the gym. If you go shopping, another example, and you buy yourself a beautiful pair of shoes, but it's only because it's what everyone else is wearing and you want to fit in, that's not self-care. That post-purchase high or buzz you get, it's not going to last because you didn't do it for yourself. So this process that I'm about to take you through may require you to dig deep and really uncover if these things you do for yourself are really for yourself. Are you really saying yes to yourself or are they for other people or what society expects of you? So just something to, to think about. Oh, and one last thing about the about self-care. It is not something you do just once. You can't just book one beach vacation a year and be like, oh, that's my self-care for the year. Done. Tick. Self-care should be built into your daily life with habits that eventually add up. And in my opinion, if you live a life of self-care, if you build in these self-care habits day to day, then you won't necessarily need that beach vacation so desperately. Does that make sense? I was speaking to um, a friend of mine at my co-work space today about this, and she said that a, a vacation shouldn't be something you need to recover from your stressful life. You know, it should be something enjoyable that you do as a bonus to further enhance your life rather than, oh my God, I need a holiday. I have to get away. I can't stand this anymore. I need this recovery time. Can you see the difference there? <clears throat> Okay, so let's talk about how you can start to implement a self-care habit. Now, like I mentioned, there are a million ways you can do this, but I'm going to give you some ideas. Number one is to celebrate yourself. Let's start with being nice to ourselves. There's nothing better you can do for yourself than to be kind and compassionate towards yourself. And this does not cost anything and it doesn't require a lot of time. So you can do this in a number of different ways. You could write down, you know, at the end of the day or at the end of the week, what were your wins? So what, what, what did you achieve? What happened that was amazing? Write down what you're proud of. For example, yesterday I woke up on Monday morning and decided, so I'm recording this Tuesday night, I woke up Monday morning and decided I'm going to do a 24-hour fast which is not something I usually wake up and do. Usually I'm terrified of not eating because I love food. 
But I met a friend on the weekend who had was doing a 24-hour fast and he was at a party, so I was very impressed, ignoring all the finger food. And I thought, you know, if he can do it, I can do it. So I didn't eat the whole day. And at the end of the day, I felt so proud of myself and I made sure I wrote it down in my logbook that I fill out every night and I wrote, you know, did a 24-hour fast today, proud of myself, didn't think I could do it, you know, gave myself a pat on the back. So, you know, you can do that as well. Um, Tim Ferriss in his in one of his books I read, he has a jar of awesome where he's got a, a, a jar that's literally got awesome written on it. And every time something awesome happens, he writes it on a little slip of paper and puts it in the jar. And then occasionally he'll go through the jar, pull out something random, and that'll give him a mood boost, which I love. Um, I write in my, oh, I mentioned this in my logbook. I know it sounds a bit boring, but it's actually, to me, it's like an easier version of a journal because I don't feel like I have to journal my day at the end of the at the end of the day. But before I go to bed, I just write down, um, I have a little icon, like I draw a little ZZZ like to symbolize sleep and I say woke at 6am and then I draw a little cup and I say had a cup of tea Um, and then I draw a little, um, you know, piece of paper icon and I say, you know, worked on my, wrote my podcast or I draw a little microphone and I just go through my day and I write down all the little things that I did and anything cool that happened and that's my log for the day. And so that's a nice, easy way for me to review the day. Um, other th- another thing I do is when someone sends me a nice message or I get a tweet from a podcast listener, I take a screenshot and I put it into a folder I call Crush It. Yes, so if you have written me a message, a nice message to my email or LinkedIn, I have captured it. You're in my Crush It folder forever. And sometimes I'll go and I'll read through it and it's a beautiful mood boost um, to go back and read all the wonderful things people have said about yourself. So one of the, so just to reiterate that, celebrate yourself, find a way to celebrate your wins, write affirmations if you need to, um, and, and just be proud of you. You know, that's, that's the first thing you can do to start taking better care of yourself. Number two. So number two and number three are kind of like sequential. So number two, I want you to write down what activities bring you joy and nourishment. I did mention this in the in last week's episode about, you know, do what brings you joy. Um, this one is, I'm mentioning it again because it is so important. I want you to go nuts, get creative, write a long list, have fun with it. Think about what makes you feel really good. What do you love doing? What brings you joy? What lights you up inside? What nourishes you? And it doesn't have to be a two-hour massage, okay? It can, you can be creative with this. It could be um, reading a book, going for a delicious lunch, sitting in the park and listening to podcasts. It could be getting your nails done, speaking to a friend, going to yoga, going for a long walk, um, sleeping, co- cooking delicious food, taking yourself on a date. So many things. Playing um, Monopoly, I don't know, whatever it is. What brings you joy? Write out a long list of all of the things that you love and make you feel good. So that's number two. You got to get it all out there on the page. And then number three, so this is like the step to take after number two, is to schedule in times to do those things. Schedule it in. Once you've got your list of all the stuff that you love to do, go to your calendar and have a look. 
and see how many of those activities that bring you joy and nourishment are scheduled into your calendar. I'm guessing, if you're like me or the way I used to be, that there is not, there's none of those things in there. Maybe very few. Maybe you schedule in, you know, a yoga class. But maybe there's, there's, you know, not, not much of that stuff in there. And um, so I got this idea to schedule in these things when um, my dear friend Mona, um, if you're listening, hi Mona, um, you're the best, she introduced me to an amazing woman named Amanda when I was visiting her co-working space. And I got chatting with Amanda and I found out that she is a life organization machine. She schedules in everything and she explained how she scheduled not just work appointments but how often she should call a friend or get her hair cut or buy flowers for herself or um, even daily things like she gargles with coconut oil and things like that. But she puts it all in her calendar. Now, she, I was so impressed with this and I realized that I, so I use OmniFocus, which is a to-do list software program on steroids. It's amazing. Mona, my friend, uses it too. She showed me how to get started, which is which is so great. Um, and and it's a to-do list where you put in ev- everything that's on your mind you put on there. And I had all my business-related stuff, work-related stuff, admin stuff in there, and it would get a reminder, you know, every Tuesday at midday, write the podcast, you know, every Wednesday at 11 a.m., share the podcast on social media. So things like that, it pops up as a recurring reminder. But none of them were related to my personal life in terms of what I want to do for myself. So Amanda, um, this life organization machine, she inspired me to put in there, you know, every six weeks, book in a haircut. Every four weeks, book in a um, a full uh, one-hour massage, which I like to have. Um, twice a week, call, text or email a friend and, and say hi. Um, every day I get a reminder, call, text, um, or call or text my my mom, my dad, or my sister. And those things pop up and it just reminds me to keep on top of those things that I know nourish me and bring me joy, but it means that I don't have to, you know, I don't get to the end of the week and go, oh man, I haven't even spoken to my mom this week, you know, because I have it there reminding me. So I want you to book something in, book in time with yourself. You calendar in all your other appointments, right? And you don't run late to those appointments. You you keep them, don't you? Well, I, I hope you do. You know, one of those flaky people that cancels last minute, right? Right. Um, so you so if you're gonna do that for other people, you why don't why not do it for yourself? You are a very important person. In fact, you are the most important person in your life. So book it in. Book in that date with yourself. Okay, number four is to listen to your body. Now, this is something that I've had to learn the hard way. I mentioned before that I I tend to get migraines when I am stressed and this is something that, yeah, I've, it, it keeps – every time it happens, I have to really listen to my body and go, okay, what is my body saying? Do I need to rest? And usually it is. And usually it is because I'm stressed about something. Mum, if you're listening to this, you probably think I'm a massive stress head. I'm really not. I'm really not. Please don't worry about me. Um, so I've found that listening to your body is really important, especially if you are on the verge of getting sick. 
You might start to have a sniffly nose. You might start to feel a chill in your body. All of these are telltale signs that you're pushing too hard and that you need to back off, take a break and rest up. It doesn't mean, oh, I'm just going to pop a pill and push through it. That is not listening to your body, okay? So when you feel these negative physical sensations, be aware of it and listen to it. It's like if you know if you're if you're out training and you feel a niggling pain, that's not your body telling you keep going, right? That's your body telling you there's something not quite right here, something that needs addressing. Um, I did an episode on managing your energy in episode 134. That's related to this topic of self care, where I talk about you need to understand what activities bring you energy, like what energizes you and what drains you, and to try to mitigate the draining um, activities by building in lots of rest time and um, and you know not doing too much of it. So definitely check that out if this is something you want to if self-care is something you want to explore more, um, definitely check out episode 134. I'll link that up in the show notes as well. And the final thing I'd like to share with you today is give your mind a break. I was at a friend's going away drinks on the weekend. And I was speaking with one of the guys there about how most people are addicted to their phones. And he said, oh yeah, I'm addicted to my phone for sure. I said, okay, how long could you last? Say if you were standing in line at the bank or the post office, how long could you last without your phone and just standing there by yourself? He looked really uncomfortable and he said, oh, probably like 10 seconds. He said, oh, I'd look up, I'd look down, and then I wouldn't know what to do. And um, I thought this was atrocious. I said, I said, couldn't you just be with yourself? He said, no. Nah. And then he started explaining to me how he he knows of this, um, like a, a, a safe, a mini safe that you can put your phone into and lock it and put a code on it and it won't unlock for like an hour or whatever you set. And he said, oh, I really need one of those. And then he said, but then I started to get anxious about even thinking about it, um, thinking, well, what if some, what if there was an emergency in that hour and I had to get to my phone? I wouldn't, couldn't stand it. Now, I don't know if you're this extreme and maybe you know someone who is this extreme, but when it comes to these messages that are like we're constantly bombarding our minds with stuff all day, every day, where if we're on our phones, we're constantly looking at it. It's just throwing stuff at our minds the whole time. And what I've learned is that we need to give our minds a break from all of this chatter, from all of this chaos. So something, and then, and, and this, so this is like another a mental self-care thing. This is something that, you know, if you can give your mind this space, you will be able to relax more. You'll able to be, um, you know, you'll have less anxiety. You'll have less, you'll be less stressed and just worrying about what other people are doing, what other people are saying about you, which is what you get when you're looking at social media all the time. So I want you to practice being with yourself, just being. What I mean, you might be going, what do you mean just be? I mean, just sit there or stand there and don't look at your phone. Just stand there and be present with the environment. I can already feel some of you shuddering going, oh my God, no, what do I do with my hands? 
just, you know, place them gently by your side and just look around and just observe what's going on. Um, the more practiced you can get at just being with yourself, you'll be more attuned to your thoughts, your emotions, and what you really want. I don't know if this is a bit tangential or whatever, um, but I believe a huge reason why so many people are unhappy in their work and don't know what to do with their lives, they might be feeling lost, it's because they haven't given their minds enough of a break to really understand themselves and what they want. They allow all these messages from society and social media in, they allow all these messages into their faces and telling them what they want and what they should be doing, they don't actually know how to tune in to their own intuition. And this is why learning to just be and be with our thoughts is such an important skill. Now, you may, may like to take this further and practice mindfulness or meditation. I did a whole episode on mindfulness and why I'm practicing it. Um, I'll link that up as well. And I mean, when I started practicing mindfulness, I started with five minutes a day, five minutes, that's all. And I've worked my way up to um, 20 minutes a day now, which is quite, quite cool. Can't actually believe I'm there, but you know, I'm proud. I write it down. Proud of you. Meditated 20 minutes today. Um, so, so start small. Okay. Start small. And you might want to just go for a walk at lunch without your phone and simply be and be present. Okay, those are the five uh, ideas, five big ideas for you on how you can start to implement a self-care habit. Just to recap real quick, the first one was celebrate yourself. Number two, write down the activities that bring you joy and nourishment. Number three, schedule in time. Put it in the calendar for you to do those activities. Number four, listen to your body. It's telling you something. And number five, give your mind a break, a break from all of that noise. So I want you to think about what's one thing you're going to do to create more self-care habits in your life. And also share this with someone who you think could use a little more self-care as well. I'm sure they will thank you for it. And that wraps this week's episode. Thank you so much for spending some time with me today. Keep on being awesome. My name's Christina Cantors and I'll talk to you next week. Thank you for listening to Stand Out, Get Noticed. To learn more and inquire about the C-Method coaching, keynote and corporate training programs, visit thecmethod.com.